Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Woody Banter Book Club podcast. I am Maddie, here with... Courtney, hello. And today, we will be reviewing Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. I think that's how you say it. She also wrote, like, Six of Crows and um, that other one that's a TV show. I was just saying Bardo. Bardo? I don't know. Bard- Bardo... Let us know. Lee, yeah. Lee, Lee Bardo? That's probably right. That seems... I'm not sure <laughs> which one would be correct, but... Uh, today we're dressed in costume, because, mm-hmm. you know, Halloween. Um, we're pop art today. Yeah. And we also throw in some... Spookies. Yeah, I mean, Spookies I have blood on my face. Yeah. Fake blood. YouTube. Fake blood. Um, and then we have, like, little... She's got ghosties in her hair. I could not get them to stay in my hair. It was an effort. And they might fall out at some point during this today. <laughs> um, Anywho. Also, I think this is our last Together episode for the whole year. Yeah, probably. Because I won't be back until yeah. we're making content for next, next year. year. Soak it up while you can, Ooh. folks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so today we're going to do Ninth House by Lee Bardo. Bardo. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever her name is. Anonymous. By Lee, by, by Miss Lee. Um, and do you want to do this episode or should I do this episode? I can do this one. I don't, we have a hard time remembering yeah. where we leave Well, it's hard because we series. Yeah, exactly. Okay, go oh, You do it. Potters. Over. Okay. So, Ninth House follows a Yale student named Alex with a secret troubled past. And in her real name being Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. Um, we'll get that out of the way. Her grandma's yeah. name was, like, Estrella. Yeah. The, yeah. It's a theme. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, it follows Alex in her first year at Yale after a checkered past, to say the least. Um, and her initiation into the Ninth House. Now, the Ninth House is also called Leith. Leith. Leithy. Leithy. Whatever. L-E-T-H-E. Uh, it is the house she's a part of, and they're basically, like, the magic police. <laughs> so, Yale is not yeah. Yale in this universe. I mean, it is, but it isn't. It is also a hub of magic. Well, yeah, because you know how, like, there's, like, Skull and Bones, and they have their little secret society over what Camp David or whatever. They do all their little spooky things over there. Um, it's kind of like a play on that. Like, what mm. if George W. Bush also could do magic? Yeah. Like, ritualistic magic, yeah. though, not, like, Harry Potter. Yeah. Wizard magic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, Alex is learning, basically, how to police the different users of magic on campus. They each have their own little house, they each have their own little rituals, um, to, like, conjure magic. And, um, this story is told both from multiple different points of view and multiple different times throughout the timeline. So we uh, start the book off basically at the end of the book. Almost the end of kind the book. Kind of, yeah. Um, and then we flash back and forth between Alex's uh, first semester in school under her the tutelage of her partner, uh, Darlington, Daniel Arlington, who is a... He deserves to be at Yale, let's say that. He yeah. has worked his way there. Um, and he's very passionate about the Ninth House and upholding magical law, whatever. Um, so it flashes between her and Darlington, Darlington teaching her magic. Something happens to him. We aren't really sure until about the middle of the book. Um, and it flashes between that and her current semester, the, well, the current season, winter, 
where she is doing all of this ninth house stuff by herself because Darlington is gone and um there's also a murder mystery happening in the background so it's a it's can be a lot to follow at times yeah um that being said it's basically murder mystery there's magic involved dark academia very much the vibes Mm -hmm. very much the vibes um and there's also a little mystery around where darlington is there are lots of references to dante's inferno lots um which I have purchased and will now read because of this book. I, yeah. I need to do it at some point anyways. I read it in um, college. Mm-hmm. So some of the references. You don't... Uh, I told you, because you mentioned this to also like just in private, that you don't need to have read Dante's Inferno mm-hmm. to understand what's going on and like what certain parts mean and things like that. But it does help. Yeah, I think mostly... Okay, little moment here i really wanted to read it because a hoser came out with that album that's supposed to be like kind of based on it and i love those songs so i wanted to <laughs> okay, know okay yeah like what the references were yeah just so you know dante's inferno is a hard read yeah i can imagine it's hard to read i did just read the tempest by shakespeare so yeah but that's shakespeare i know but it's like old-timey english this predates shakespeare it's gonna be rough yeah. um anyway i it I also is like a we're getting way off topic. It's definitely, like, a translated version, so maybe it'll be easier. I don't know. I'll crack that bad boy open yeah, at some point. The version I had to read for school was just, like, painful. Who the hell is Francesca? I was asking myself that many a times. You'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's what the song Francesca is based on. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> for all you little Irish singer fangirlies out there. That's Anyways. <laughs> back to the plot. Back to the story. Um, so it follows the murder mystery, the disappearance of Darlington, it establishes the magic system in this universe, uh, how the houses work, what they do, um, it leaves, it doesn't really leave off on a cliffhanger, it just leaves off on a new mission, Mm -hmm. which is what the second book picks up on, um, but yeah, that's kind of the meat and potatoes of it, she almost dies like a bajillion times, Yeah, like literally anytime she uses magic. I kind of like that, though. Like, the the cost of using magic in this universe is kind of high, like, for some people. Um, anyways, uh, so we'll, for those of you who haven't joined us before, joined, joined us? Yes. For those of you who have not yet joined us on the podcast, uh, we usually go through a book, we'll talk about whether or not we recommend it, whether or not we recommend it to our underage sisters, and then we have a couple pillars. So we're going to start with that. Maddie, would mm-hmm. you recommend this book to another fellow reader? Uh, yes. I think that I would only recommend it, though, if somebody's like, I'm looking for something dark academia. I'd be like, okay, I have a, a suggestion for you. But I don't think I'll go out of my way to suggest this book to anybody in particular. I have some issues with this book, mostly the pacing. The pacing in this book is like, there are some chapters that just feel like they just go on and mm-hmm. on. And I'm like, okay, listen galaxy how many times are you gonna freaking put on a black long sleeve shirt and black jeans and black boots and talk about your goddamn target sweater how many times this is gonna be a rough episode folks maddie and i disagree on this book um, <laughs> well it's not that i didn't like it i gave it well i don't want to say what i gave it yeah, yeah i gave it a good score but i don't love i i was entertained for a lot of it but i was also really bored reading some of it I can see that. 
I loved it. Like, I already bought the next book on my phone, so I can read it on the plane home. <laughs> the last hundred pages are really Very good. good. Yeah. And so I think that was kind of like a redeeming quality for the book mm. for me. And then some stuff in the middle. And I like when they do magic stuff. But I, but seriously, like, how many times in this book was Alex's ma- outfit mentioned? I mean, it like, True. it rivals Akatar, except she's not wearing a fancy gown. She's dressed like Bella Swan. Like, it's not like... Bella, where the hell you been, Waka? <laughs> she's not dressed like a, like, really... I don't know. Yeah, like, she's just putting on regular people clothes, and there's a lot of focus on her putting on regular people clothes, and it's... Listen, I don't... I feel like I'm not being exaggerating either. Like, it's mentioned, like, four or five times in the book. What she's wearing? Yeah. Like, it's, or, like no. It's 450 pages. Like, her getting dressed. <laughs> okay. Not, like, what she's wearing. It's... I threw on my black long sleeve and my black jeans. I really like my Target sweater. It's so soft. That, like, that's the whole... Okay. Multiple times. And I'm like, I get it. I felt like it was a litter... It was a device to demonstrate how she is not in tune, like, with the rest of campus because of her background. Like, she owns, like, Target clothes. She doesn't dress in, like, the typical academia. Yeah. Didn't need to be happening that consistently. Probably not. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my point. Um, I, like, I don't care if they were like, yeah, she's, like, not like the other Yale girls. Like, she's wearing ca- fake cashmere and whatever. That's fine. But it's the <laughs> start of every mm. POV chapter from her. It's her going to her dorm and getting, getting dressed. I, on the other hand, would recommend this to <laughs> literally <laughs> anyone who will listen. It's so off topic there. Okay. Um... I definitely agree that at some points there was, like, pacing issues. I think, like, there are details that maybe aren't as important that are harped on a lot, and I haven't read some of this author's other works, so I don't know if they're also like that. But I do think that, like, I mean, like, the beginning starts off really intriguing, setting out, like, these different houses and stuff and how it works, and then, like, I did think it, like, throughout the book, it's a mystery, like, it's literally a murder mystery, um, and so I feel like a lot of times with those, like, it's hard to find a good pacing, um, because you have to go from, like, you have to go through all these clues and all these steps, and it's not, we all know it's not gonna come together until the very end, and then Mm -hmm. there might even be a pseudo-resolution, uh, and then, like, we have another plot twist. Hint. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and... So, like, I I thought a lot of the middle of the book maybe could have been more concise, but I did like a lot of the things that happened to, like, build... One, there's, like, two characters that build a rapport throughout, like, the middle of the book, and it's it's Dawes and mm-hmm. um, Alex. And so I did like that. I felt like it, they needed some time to, like, warm up to each other. It definitely... probably It probably could have been, like, 100 pages shorter, to be honest, if we cut out some stuff and just got right to the point of it. But I still really enjoyed the read, and I think most of the people who, like, read the same stuff that I do would still like it. I definitely... I don't know. I, I The end was, like, really exciting for me, really enthralling. And I think that's why I immediately was like, second book, let's go. Um, anywho, what about your underage sister? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's one, I will say that there's one part in this book that is trigger very triggering, so look up the triggers if you're interested in this book. Um, but I don't think it's, like, 
anything I wouldn't. It's not like super graphic. It is kind of graphic. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I will say also that I think that she does YA usually, and this mm-hmm. is obviously not YA. This is fantasy, is adult fantasy. Um, not in the same sense that Akatar's adult fantasy, but just like it's not meant for kids. Yeah. Um. So I think that that might be why I find her getting dressed so annoying so okay. i'm like this is so why uh, back on the getting dressed thing okay it's just really it's just really why a wattpad for me to okay but generally like i think that this book is fine if somebody younger wants to read it they yeah. just might be bored i would i would probably recommend that to Cass. like she would read it katie told me recently she doesn't read so <laughs> she's too cool to read she's too cool just wait Cause she's 17 because she's, she's like a car cool now she's a carbon copy of me so just give her like four years and she'll be <laughs> insatiable she won't stop reading for anything um but yeah i would recommend this to my sisters i think they would like it like i think they would like the vibes the dark academia elements um and cassidy definitely likes some romancy type stuff mm-hmm. um we're gonna have to change up the pillars too i don't even remember what we did for uh we replaced Camilla. we replaced smut with like spooky scariness mm-hmm. which i think will do good because i think the other ones will kind of i mean realism doesn't really fit into this either because it's about magic but Okay, anyways, so normally yeah. we have four pillars. <laughs> the if you're going to join us on this journey of figuring yes. out how we're going to assess this book, because normally we do, um, we do character development, realism, smut, and... The witty banter? The witty banter. <laughs> Sorry, I, this, it's just, there's no witty banter in this book, so it's really, no. like, kind of inapplicable. Um, She's funny, though. She is funny. There's witty banter, just not romantically. Okay, I would give this book a five because I laughed out loud a lot. <laughs> and I I mean, like, I really, like, really laughed out loud, but there's also times where I was just like... <clears throat> yeah. Like I said, I was pretty entertained reading this book, so... I think it's probably a five. Like, yeah. the characters are very different the way they interact. Um, Alex is definitely funny. Mm-hmm. Darlington has some funny moments. Mm-hmm. Pammy Dawes, she has some good moments, too. Um, and their interactions with each other, like, can be really witty, especially between Alex and Mm -hmm. Darlington. I just, I think overall I really liked a lot of the dialogue in this book, so I think it deserves a five, too. Yeah. Okay, so then we're doing... Character development. Character development? Sure. Okay. Um, I would say it's kind of hard. Because I can't, like... There's like, give it away. Yeah, there's, like, spoiler in it. I don't want to, like, explain my spoilerness, but I think that the character development is on track to be good. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's, like, different elements of the story and different twists and turns and things that are, in, that are affecting the personality of many people in this series right now, and... I think that maybe by the end of the whole series it'll be good. Right now it's just kind of like establishing who they are and like who they really are, who they are surface level and who they are underneath everything else. Okay. Everything along those lines. (laughs) If you're catching my drift. I am catching your drift. (laughs) Okay. So I would give it like a, a, a three or a four. Okay. Just because like... I don't think we know enough yet. 
Okay. I think it's on track to be a five, like, by the end of the series, but... Okay. Yeah. I think if we're talking about the main character specifically, I would give it a five personally, because it's a matter of, like, something traumatic happened. She chooses not to address it at all, and she's very fearful of the consequences reaching her in this new life Mm -hmm. at Yale. She also definitely has imposter syndrome in the ninth house, uh, and I think she's, Honestly, like, kind of deserved, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I also think she's, like, coming to terms with what she is. Right. Um, and so, like, by the end of the book, we have a lot of nice resolutions to those on- ongoing character developments with the main character. She finally acknowledges her past. She, like, releases the hold it has over mm-hmm. her. Um... And quite literally opens the floodgates. <laughs> so, like, uh, I also think she feels, like, a lot more confident in herself by the end. Like, maybe she's meant to be there at least complete this next phase. phase. Yeah. I think the next book for Darlington's character development is going to go crazy hard. Because um, he's very, like, rigid, rule-focused, and... Some things have happened to him that are going to change who he is as a person, so... Yeah, that's a little bit of an understatement. (laughs) So, like, I think his character development, especially with Alex, will be really interesting. Um, It's kind of like a ye without sin cast the first stone kind of deal. Mm. Literally, maybe. Um. (laughs) But, I so I think it's a five, like, I I like the main character's development. There's a lot of open-ended stuff Mm -hmm. that the second book is probably hopefully gonna address and there's at least gonna be a third one too Mm -hmm. i think there's only gonna be three okay yeah she usually does three book installments like with um shadow and bone and i think there was three and six crows i don't know um okay and then scale of one to five let's do let's do magic system first and then spooky scary Magic system, I think, is really good and pretty solid. Yeah. And it's very clear, like, clearly well thought out, mm-hmm. deciding what each... Because essentially, I mean, I don't think this is going to be, like, a spoiler or anything, but, like, each of the houses have, like, their own system of magic that they use, and then obviously, like, they can all use it together and it will eventually do something. Um, but uh, I think that each house has, like, their magic system independently like really well thought out Mm -hmm. and then obviously that's leading to something bigger than what we have yeah i yeah i i think the magic system in this book is a five i think like i thought it was really so do i i don't think i said it was a five i don't think it's a five (laughs) i thought it was really unique Mm -hmm. i thought like i there had to be a lot of thought that went into like building this magic system and like there's obviously a lot of different references, i.e. Dante's Inferno and, like, a bunch of different stuff, but, like, the whole idea that these, like, Ivy League colleges are, they, right, they turn out these, like, really profitable people, really successful people, and then, like, the concept behind that is that part of it is because a lot of them use magic, um, and then they funnel in the magic to the school to get younger people to do more magic and give them answers to, like, the stock market and stuff, um, yeah. So I thought that was really well thought out. I like that there's, like, still kind of, like, secrecy behind the houses. Yeah. Like, they're, they all function as this big society, but they all have their own independent, like, 
rules and secrets and traditions and stuff and like we just kind of skim the surface through alex's eyes as a ninth house member mm -hmm. um but like the concept of magical police basically kind of and it doesn't really feel like that it's more like sherlock holmesy detective mm -hmm. type vibe um but i really liked it i felt like i said earlier i felt like a lot of the magic that they used had like a really serious cost or like very bad consequences which is like what you would expect to happen yeah it's not as like i guess with like things like a kotar like i think in a lot of ways they just kind of cheapen the magic that's used because there's not really like a consequence they can just do that it's their ability but here like you have to like it's all very ritualistic it's not mm -hmm. intrinsic to the people aside from a handful mm -hmm. um and so like it takes time and effort and like all these things have to go into creating this result or these items that they can use later on and i really liked that i thought it was really well thought out and i it made it more realistic yeah. i mean it's magic but yeah well there's like a lot of like objects that are used and mm -hmm. like texts and yeah. language and it's just like it's very interesting like yeah it's, there's just so much that goes into each house's individual system and then it obviously has like a greater meaning yeah well and i think the author did a good job too even with like magical items of explaining through because because alex is learning all this stuff so we're learning it like through her shoes right explaining how these things came into being like i thought that was really interesting mm -hmm. as opposed to being like here's this rock this is what it does it's like <laughs> this is what they had to do to get this right um so i really enjoyed that five out of five um okay and then spooky scaries i would uh give it like a three i was gonna say a four because there are some parts in here that are like pretty gross yeah maybe go yeah yucky but it's not scary but there is like scary moments yeah so it's hard it's more of like a thriller almost kind of know? it although i will say that like during some of the rituals like the one of the first ritual that you're introduced to they're literally like cutting a guy open and reading re trails reading and... his yeah it's <laughs> just casually like just reading his entrails yeah um but it's pretty graphic and it's pretty gross mm -hmm. so. it, i will say like a lot of this the scary spooky stuff is more like graphic but you don't like necessarily have like the looming sense of anxiety yeah the whole time that comes with like horror books and stuff that you read it was more of a mystery yeah i i, I would say like scary no spooky yes. yes um so i would give it like maybe a four just because mm -hmm. it's not like um it's not like scary as like there's an axe murderer following you around but there i mean there's ghosts everywhere scary yeah. the way worldly beings the way that the ghosts were described at first i was picturing something totally different than like what they ended up mm -hmm. kind of seemingly manifesting into in my head so yeah. that was i was hoping i was gonna be a little scarier with the ghost yeah most of the i mean there's a couple of scary parts with the ghosts there are it turns out uh sometimes the evil beings are the ones that are still breathing on earth so <laughs> um overall score of the book um i gave it a four because okay. i was thoroughly entertained okay um for most of it there it's the first i mean the second act is so boring but like 
there's like interesting things that happen periodically throughout it so it makes up for it but there are some chapters where i'm just like okay so this is his house and this is how it's described and every corner of his house is described mm -hmm. and it was very much like reading like withering heights or something mm -hmm. just like so descriptive and i'm like oh my god okay <laughs> i get it it's a house it's a cool house cool gothic house i definitely i i think that's valid to me it didn't bother me as much because i liked the first and third act so much that like and i felt like most of the stuff that happened in the second act could have been more concise consolidated absolutely sure totally it just didn't bother me that much i gave it a five i really liked this <laughs> book especially towards the end i like the character um, the main character, Alex, and I like the relationships that are forming and are, like, her building confidence in herself, and I'm really interested to see where the second book goes. I love the setting. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love the dark academia undertones. I love all that sort of stuff. I think that there were just so many parts of it that just felt obsolete and unimportant mm -hmm. but were included still that brought it down for me okay but i liked it overall so it was a, a house not that divided yeah just a little no and like back to like not recommending it to somebody i don't think that everybody would like this book which is why i wouldn't recommend That's it true. like it, it, there's a very specific type of person who would like this like i don't think that brielle would like this book or that kate would like this book well kate might like this book but yeah. i don't think they would would be like particularly interested in it that's fair it is kind of niche i feel like my friends who are i okay here's the issue like when we read fantasy books there are definitely people like in our following and our friends who are, are very like niche in the subject mm -hmm. and like i really like romance but i still love like fantasy with like subplot romance and i like other books like i really liked carmilla um and, like, I have some friends who are just, like, totally fantasy. They don't want to read romance. They don't, and, and they're mostly dudes. Um, I know. Get out of here, They boys. just don't even know. No boys They don't allowed. even know. Um, yeah, speaking of fantasy boys, Leon's like, hey, if you guys want to do The Hobbit, let me know. <laughs> I'm like, okay. We'll put you on the roster, fella. Yeah. Um, but, like, I feel like, like, my romances that are on here, little romance lovers... The romance is probably not going to come till the second book, if it comes at all. That's a big dedication. And I want to talk about who you think it will be coming with, because okay. I've got some mixed vibes. I have some mixed vibes. Okay. I, um, I think, like, if you're generally into fantasy stuff, you would like this a little more. Like, the magic system, it's more realistic than something that's, like, super fairy whatever, or, like... So yeah, Brielle might not like it because she's yeah. super into like she's super into the, the romancy fantasy. Mm -hmm. Like this romance is like a very small undertone of this story. Yeah, um, like, and it's literally very like, ambiguous. Like, like we don't know chapter. what's gonna happen. <laughs> like three lines in one chapter. Yeah, that's the romance. Yes. So, <laughs> and I I will not lie. I already told Grace that I finished this book and that I was gonna start the second one, and so she gave me a little hint as mm. to what might happen but i'm gonna keep it to myself yeah um, better i gave this book a five i already read it on good goodreads me too. so um yeah i loved this book i feel like i'll revisit this series i've been wanting to read six of crows for a really long time 
just haven't gotten around to it, but I mm-hmm. feel like this is a really good Kickstarter for me. Yeah. I would be interested in reading Six of Crows, but if we're going to read Six of Crows, we can't read it until next year. Now we're going to get into the nitty gritty. We're going to talk about the plot, the characters, the outcome. So if you want to read this book, get out of here. Come back later. Yeah. Um, If you don't care to read the book and you just want to know about the plot, or if you've already read it, stick around. Yeah, we'll be gossiping about it. Um, so you have 10 seconds or less, less than 10 seconds. (laughs) You have until I'm finished with the sentence. Okay. So (laughs) who do you think she's going to like her romance interest is going to be? Cause I am getting vibes that it's going to be Turner and not Darlington. I can't comment on this oh, because you know, it has been, it has been revealed to me, Mm. but I do see those undertones because in my head, I'm picturing Turner, who's, like, the police officer guy, to be, like, just out of, like, he's young. Like, he's not okay. an older guy. Like, he's, like, in his 20s. Yeah, I think they said he was, like, new into his career. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think that if she ends up with Darlington, it's, I think Darlington's gonna be evil now. Like, I don't think he's gonna be coming back. I think he may be one of our favored uh, morally gray romance interests. Um, and Alex isn't one to talk because yeah. she's got some. Alex literally murdered. <laughs> yeah. Although, was it her? No. It was. No. But she liked it. It was her being possessed by her, her bestie. Best friend. <laughs> I would let you use my body to commit murder after you died. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I might feel bad about it later, but, you know. Alex doesn't. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, I I saw, though, I saw that coming from, like, a mile oh, away, yeah. though. Oh, of course. Like, I was... She's the only one alive, and she sees and goes. I thought... No. I thought the... Okay, so we start off, Alex is like, I had this secret no one can know. And I honestly, like, is it bad yet? I didn't think it was that bad to where, like, she couldn't share it with... Like, these people are practicing magic, cutting yeah. people's entrails open. Like, you, they know that you can see ghosts. She yeah. can see ghosts. That's her magic power. Yeah. And everyone else who sees ghosts has to take this scary, painful elixir. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that, like, so, it, again, giveaway. People died. Her friend possessed her. She murdered them. Like, mm-hmm. with a baseball bat to s- splinters. There was, like bloodied mangled corpses left behind um because her friend had died because she was being abused uh trigger warning and like i the murder obviously murder is bad big deal i thought it i thought that would have something to do with like why she was seeing ghosts initially she was in some bad people she was doing drugs selling drugs um but the reason we find we come to learn that the reason she was doing drugs is because she could see dead people and who in their right mind if they found out like a, a blunt would stop the ghosties from like smacking you around who wouldn't light up every once in a while yeah you know exactly but everyone just thinks she's like a junkie whatever because mm-hmm. nobody understands that she's constantly plagued by dead people mm-hmm. and they can touch her mm yeah. Um, Darlington disappears. We find out it's because he's been eaten by a demon and shat out into hell. 
So that's a fun field trip. Um, Me when I'm in hell. Eh. <laughs> so they're literally, I mean, the second book is going to be, they're literally doing Dante's Inferno, yeah. like descending into hell to retrieve him. Yep. Um, but he disappears, like, it, we'll say the jumping back and forth, like, it built the suspense, but it was a little hard to follow it at was. certain points, because it's like, last fall, this winter, last spring. I, what's crazy is, like, you don't even, like, it, it's winter, and this happened in the fall. It's like four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he hasn't been missing, like, that yeah. long. I mean, but it. If your friend went missing into a void, I'd be like, are they hungry? Like, did they yeah. die of starvation? Where are they? Um, hell, shocking. Yeah. Uh, I, there were, there were plot twists. Yeah. I saw a lot of them coming, at least at the end. And just because something's predictable doesn't mean it's bad. I didn't see her being Daisy. I did not see okay, that no. coming. That was weird. Honestly, it got to a point where it was, like, it felt really meta. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> That's fair. Um, because when, like, she, like, goes into her and, like, takes all of the spirits back. Yeah, for those of you who <laughs> haven't read, who are watching the spoiler section, let me give you yeah. context. So there's this nice teacher who just approaches Alex and she's like, I would love for you to be my TA. Suspicious from the start. Next year, even though you're failing all your classes, she's like, I really believe in you. What do you want out of life? But she's saying it, like, like French, so, like... Um, oh, I was gonna tell you, sorry, this is off top. I have a casting. Oh? Yeah, the girl who plays Pammy, I know she's described as, like, a redhead girl, but in my head, I just kept seeing the girl who played Nadia in the most recent season of You. Okay. She's, like, the one that's in Joe's class who, mm -hmm. like, becomes suspicious of him. That's who I was picturing as her. I could see that. And then Alex was... Kirsten Stewart that's Bella the entire time maybe just like a little more ethnic well yeah but like just the vibe you know just yeah. like if Kirsten Stewart had like curly hair yeah yeah that's what and I was it was thinking. like just a little more Latina she's I think a, she's Latina she doesn't know for sure okay because her she's Jewish yeah so she's like Ashkenazi so yeah. she's like already gonna have be tan yeah. and have curly hair and yeah look very she's something and she thinks that her dad she doesn't know for sure and spookies that her dad is magic thing hispanic i think i think that's yeah. what it was oh yeah and also magical uh, yeah and also he definitely has powers and also definitely a demon yeah probably yeah yeah um anyways <laughs> <laughs> so she offers her a job and like this is like looming in alex's mind she's like as long as i figure out this mystery like next summer i'll have this great job and everything will be great and there's all these, like, random 20-year-olds who she's like, this person maybe murdered Tara, who's the murder victim, right? And comes out that this scumbag Blake, who was using magic... Roofies. Roofies. <laughs> to do bad things Except it's not roofies, because they remember. It's yeah, and they also, like, do it all willingly. It it, it makes them an al acolyte. That's how they yeah. described it. So, like, they're willing to do whatever they have to to, like, please their master. Mm-hmm. Um... And so, he's been doing bad things. She confronts him, she makes him eat poop out of a toilet, and then distributes the video because he wronged her roommate. He goes crazy and tries to murder her, and then she's like, okay, well, he killed Tara. And then she's like, this isn't adding up because he said he didn't kill Tara. And After I use magic to be like, hey, did you kill... 
Yeah. Tara. <laughs> so, and so then she's like, I gotta talk to the dean about this. She's thinking the dean's a little suspicious. And I was thinking the dean was suspicious Me throughout too. the whole book. I also didn't realize that I, for the longest time, this is so embarrassing, I thought his name was Dean. <laughs> like, I was like, they keep talking about Dean Sandow, and I'm like, like the dean of the college. I, well, I, the dean of the I house, picked up yeah. on that, but it was at first just Dean, and I'm like, because then they'd also refer to him as Sandow, and they refer yeah. to everybody by their last Best names. Name. And I'm like, oh, is it just, like, his name is Dean? I was okay, going back and forth at first. Valid. That's valid. Um, yeah, so Dean, Dean Sandow's like, don't worry about it. We'll get Darlington back in a month. Don't worry about this murder. The houses aren't connected. So she's doing this behind his back, and then he pretends to be her friend. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry this happened. Surprise! I'm so sorry that Darlington is gone. Surprise! He is literally the one who sent Darlington to hell. He also uh, is the one orchestrating all of this crap with the houses. The murder was his fault. Um, hiding the murder was his fault. He's trying to create one of the houses who has been disbanded. Give him a bunch of money. And they're like, help us get our house back. We have to make a new magical nexus. And he thinks that murdering people is the way to get a magical nexus. And he's wrong. So, um... Tara dies for no good reason, aside from the fact that she was dealing drugs to the wrong people. Magical um, drugs. Magical drugs to the wrong people. Um, and then she confronts the dean, and he's like, and she's recording, because she's a little smarty pants, and he's like, I did it. I did it all. He confessed, because he thought she was, he was gonna kill her, right? Yeah. And then, um... As they usually do. Yeah. Miss Professor Job Offer, can't remember, Bellbaum? something like that she walks in and she locks the door and that's where i was like oh <laughs> sheesh and well, he tries to what compel her to to leave to leave yeah. and, and she doesn't leave yeah she don't have to and we're like ooh, what what is that about so she locks the door right and subplot during this whole book too is like she's connecting with this one ghosty she's like She's asking him a question about Darlington at first. Then they made this exchange. He, because she was he like, fights off a demon ghost. Yeah, to protect her. And yeah. she's like, that's weird. Why would he do that? So they talk in basically the river sticks in hell. Um, And she's like, I'll figure out who actually murdered your fiancé back when you died. If you reach out to Tara, the girl who's murdered, and figure out who killed her, that sort of thing. He can't find her uh, on the other side of Tara. sticks in hell? Uh, I think it's... I think Styx is just in the underworld. It, it it just said it was e Egyptian, like there were crocodiles. Yeah. It, there, it's, it's an intermediary hell. between hell and earth. Like she like a purgatory. Yeah, place. she had to be drowned in order to go there and then revived to come back. Um but like they they developed this bargain, right? And so this whole time she's like kind of looking into what happened. She's, like, not really looking into it. And then she figures out that Darlington was looking into it. And she's like, oh, okay, maybe this got some gas. This got some heat. So she looks into it a little bit more. And this is when, like, all this murdering women to create magic thing comes into play. Um, and so now we're back in the studio. The studio? <laughs> the library? No, office. Okay, office at the president's house. Dean, Dean Sando's there. He just confessed everything. Mama comes in, locks the door. Uh, and she's like, surprise, I'm actually 
Mr. Ghost Man's murdered fiance, but I'm just like Alex and I can see ghosties and when I died, I put myself in my maid's body and then I've been eating the souls of women for decades to stay alive and create magical nexuses for the houses. And Alex was like, oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> That's a lot to take in. Uh, and then- And then she's like, also, I brought you here so I could eat your soul because you have the most delicious soul. Yeah. Of them all. She's like, you can sustain me for a very long time. And so she, she eats up the Dean. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, and, uh, she tries to eat Alex and Alex is like, wait a second, hold pause. I'm going to deal with my trauma right here, right now. And so she does that. She's like, you know what? I'm going to let these ghosts, these ghosties know me. I've been afraid of them my whole life. I've used their power to murder people, but I'm just gonna, like, come to terms with this right here in this instant while she's trying to chomp on my soul. So she, what does Alex do? She opens floodgates. All the ghosties in New Haven, Connecticut fly into her, flow into her. She uses the power to sever the connection. And then she also uses the power from all those ghosties to pull the souls of all of those ladies out of Miss Daisy Girl. And, um, Daisy's like, no! And then she shrivels into dust, and all of the spirits get to go to the veil to the other side to be, to have peace. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, well, okay, the dean is dead. She reports him to Leith, basically. Life, Leith, ninth Leith. house. She reports them to the ninth house big daddy board. And they're like, that was bad of him. Boo. Um, she gets to stick around... Yeah, I guess. Um, she gets a GPA of a 3.5. Yeah, she finessed that out of the Dean um, in exchange. So, um, then she comes to the realization somehow. Darlington is not dead. He is also, his soul was not eaten. He is now a demon. I don't, I didn't really follow how we got to that logical jump. But then she's like, we're going to hell. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm actually in for this. I think it has something to do with the same realization that he had about Helly. Mm -hmm. And how he was like, wait a second. Hell? Helly? Wait a minute. I think this is a demon. I think that it's like the same okay. sort of mindset that yeah. she found herself in. So, <laughs> in theory, Darlington is not dead, not consumed. He's in hell, and he is a demon. And she, I guess, it's because his voice was speaking, it's like a beast was trying to cross the barrier during one of the rituals mm -hmm. to try and get Darlington back. And, uh, so she gets Pammy. She gets Pammy. She says, hey, Pammy, come here. Uh, she talks to Michelle. Was that the other lady's name? The lady who was Virgil before. Yeah. Before Darlington was Virgil. Um, and they're like, okay, we're gonna go on this little descent. Girly Pop's going to hell! <laughs> Girl's trip! <laughs> um, yeah, and then, like, that's where the book leaves off. Yep. Yeah. We don't really find out... We have an idea, like, where they're going, but we don't really know the process of what they're gonna be going mm -hmm. through next. Yeah, like... They didn't start their descent. They basically were just like, we're going to go to hell based on this theory that Alex yeah. has concocted. Which is interesting because they've got class. So, like, yeah. And, oh, <laughs> Alex can also hear the ghosts now, which would be scary. Uh, I thought it was really funny how, for a while, she was like, I'm just not going to take a shower so that the ghost can't talk to me. Because <laughs> yeah. he could talk to her in the shower. In the water. Yeah, they can 
do stuff in water, ghosts can, and they can appear, they can speak yeah. to you, and they can also, I, I also take was, items. I also thought it was really funny when she was, like, she, like, calls his name, and she looks up, and he's there, and she's like, oh my god, <laughs> what did you expect? What did you think of the outfit? Yeah, so, oh, she's also worried about, like, this bond with yeah. this ghost, because she, she uses his name, he uses hers, like, yeah. I guess they all know her name now. Yeah. She gave it to them. Um, so she's really- It's gonna be real sad when they sever that connection. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, Maybe I've... he comes back and that's her new love interest. Mm, maybe. The ghost. <laughs> That would be... <laughs> Except for I just imagine him talking like, hey, should I like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you there, good-looking lady? <laughs> just, like, Gatsby talk. Yeah. Trans, uh, transatlantic, transatlantic accent. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, toots? He also is just kind of, like, disgusted by her because she's not a lady and she has committed murder. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that's the foundation of any good romance. Yeah. <laughs> being disgusted. Um, yeah, so her her possible love interest up to this point. Obviously, we have Darlington. Yeah, he got a little, uh, he got magically messed with at mm-hmm. one of the houses, and he decided that those thighs needed gripping, and then he spooned her afterwards, so that was interesting. Mm. And he, Hot. he, yeah, he had this vision of her as, like, the queen, queen Mav, Mab, not Mav, Jesus. Yeah, but- and, um, he was like, I will do whatever you say. I will worship you for eternity. And so I'm like, maybe she, like, is Queen Mab, and, like, he, as a demon man, will worship at maybe. her altar? I don't I know. I saw there was mention of fairy for, like, there's, like, a couple lines about fairy, and I'm like, I swear. Oh, it's about a book. I, wasn't it? Well, there's a mention, there's a part of it where she's, like, talking about her costume. Or what? No, her, like, herself. Oh, or okay. maybe he's... It's when he's having, like, the realization that Heli was a demon. Mm. Um, there was mention of Faye for a second. I was like, I swear to God, this book goes down that rabbit hole. Nah. I think it was just, like, a reference to I know. different, like, But mythologies. I saw it, and I said, not today. No. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so there's Darlington. There's Turner, who's Turner. the police officer. There's North the Ghost Man. And North the Ghost Man. I think that's probably it. Hmm. Although, okay, I'm gonna be honest, I could also see Pammy with Turner. Really? Yeah. I was thinking, like, she obviously loves Darlington a lot. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe there's something going on there. Yeah. I mean, I I could see that. I, they their relationship always seemed more of like an older sister younger brother relationship mm. to me. Maybe, but I just kind of see it like I don't know. She's very emotional about the things that were that happened to him. Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine someone lives with you for four years and then they just up and disappear, and you think they're dead. Yeah. But she was, like, really emotional <laughs> about it. Um, so those are her possible love interests at the moment. Yeah. I don't think romance is going to be the main focus of these it's books at all. It's going to be a side plot for any, all of it, so. <sighs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm think I'm, I think I'm team Turner. I do like Turner as a character. 
anyways. <laughs> we can't get into this. We can't delve into this. No, I have too yet. much information. Um, You're the worst. She looks up... I didn't she, look it up. She... But you do. I do. Yeah. Okay, listen. <laughs> this ghost is not having a good time up here. Um, okay, it doesn't ruin the end of books or movies for me or shows when I Google if one specific thing happens at some point. Like, if someone gets but together... If I want to know, if I want to talk about my theories that I have in my head, I can't talk about them because you already know the answer. That's not true. When, okay, when you were reading a Kotar, you had all these crazy theories and I was just like, that's so crazy. Let's see if it happens. And none of it. <laughs> there's still time. There, well, there's, there's, although I saw something that like the next book is you can't read it unless you read the other ones. That, that's true. Well, so I won't be reading them. <laughs> well, you have to read Crescent City. Those are like the Crescent thousands City. Of I don't know. I'm saying Crescent City 3 picks up in Prithian. It's in a Kotar setting. That's why you have to read the other two. And there's a potential that the Throne of Glass series will come in. If, please, for the love of God, at some time in your life, you have to read Throne of Glass because I know you'll actually like that one. And I know that you have a bad taste in your mouth. And it will also, she's going to be so pissed to have to get through the first, like, two books. But after that, it picks up, okay? And people actually die. Important people actually die. And Maddie loves that. And I'm like, don't bring Darlington back. <laughs> Leave him in hell. <laughs> he was better dead. Suffer uh, the consequences. Yeah. Oh, no, okay, there's some things I feel that way about. Like, the most recent Star Wars installment. I was like, uh, bring Ben back. Let Ray die. <laughs> Let Ray die. You yeah. don't need her. Uh, Rise of Skywalker? Why wouldn't the actual Sky... What? That could have been his redemption arc. Those lazy writers. It would have been so much better. Been so good. If she died for his redemption, and then he just started a new Jedi Order, and he's an actual Skywalker, they threw that away. Yeah. Sorry. They really did. Same same line of thought, though, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. yeah. People should die in books. <laughs> consequences should be real. They should. That's, uh, yeah, I think, uh, that's one thing I like about this book, is that the consequences exist, and the consequences... Well, we'll see how messed up Darlington is when they maybe get him back. Maybe. If they get him back. Anywho, that's all on Ninth House. I yeah. don't think we'll be doing the second book on here. Probably not. No. I will probably read it and maybe we'll do a page turners on that for those of you who are invested. Mm-hmm. Um... Depends on if Maddie wants to actually read the second book or have me spoiled. I think I'm gonna read it, but okay. Well, to be discussed, to be determined. That's for us to find out, or us to figure out, and you to find out. Yeah. Anyhow, that's about all, folks. If you're not already, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest. <laughs> every time. Every time. We need time. to make a fifth just so it feels right. Dude, I, like, just want to get rid of Facebook. I don't even... I hate Facebook. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this. Facebook is my arch nemesis. Yeah. I don't feel like a lot of people, like, follow our content on there. It's mostly Instagram. Yeah. Facebook mm. is also just kind of, like, meh. Yeah. It's for oldies. Yeah. I can't imagine somebody old clicking on this and being like, I'm gonna watch these two girls... <laughs> talk about their smutty little books yeah 
But if you do, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> if you are here, thanks. Don't let us alienate yeah. you. Come back. Welcome. For some more. Um, yeah. So, you know, follow us, maybe. Give us a little. Yeah. We also um, have an Etsy store, so go check out the Etsy store. Some bookmarks. Some bookmarks. And like, comment, subscribe, whatever. Follow if you disagree with on, us, let us know. Yep. Follow on Spotify. <laughs> We're just trying to... <laughs> We're just prolonging this. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us. And there's really nothing else to be said. Wait. Oh, there is something last, else to be said. Next week... We are doing Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Slay. Um, and then we're doing one more Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing a back-to-back of Fourth Wing. Yeah, dragons. We're gonna, we're gonna crank out Iron Flame as soon as that bad boy one, comes out. Yep, it comes out on like a Tuesday. We gotta finish it by Sunday. <laughs> That's fine. I finished the first book in 24 hours. Yeah, it's very predictable. I hope Maddie likes it or I'm, I might be... <laughs> I, I already bought the might second be going one. to therapy because it hurts me when she doesn't like things I like. Anyways. <laughs> That's the case. I'll just start not making more things that you like. Cats? Not a fan. That's just because you think you're developing an allergy. No, I like cats. I just can't be around them. I just can't be around them. Okay. Short hair cats are fine. I want so, a naked cat. Ooh, I love naked kitties. They're so cute. They're so cute with our little sweaters. Mm-hmm. I feel like they'd fit in here. Naked I think cats so. would fit definitely in to my household here. I think so. My pugs and my naked cat. I think they're cute. Little naked. Babies. Sometimes I think about going and buying one and then going hiking and be like, Terry, I found a cat. What's he gonna do? Tell me I can't have it. Yeah, you can't fight the cat lottery system. Yeah, exactly. But it's not really. I rigged it. You just have to. Yeah. Or, like, I'd go up there with him, and then I'd have, like, Kevin or somebody hiding Release in the books. the cat. And the, be like, oh, I'll be like, what is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> and it's in, like, the adoptable cardboard <laughs> yeah. box. Who would oh leave this God, here? Who this kitty here? Your name is on it. Yeah. <laughs> For Maddie, picked up by Kevin. <laughs> yeah, though. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyways, yeah. There's not much else to be said, aside from... Happy, Happy reading. reading.